Yo, what is up? Welcome to episode number 28 of Riffs on Tap. I'm your host, Alejandro, joined as always by... Riley! And we have a new member to introduce today. Holy shit. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Yes, howdy everyone, it's Brock. Welcome, Brock. We're happy to have you. This is the infamous Brock that we've talked so much shit about. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of stories about you, and now finally people get to actually hear... If only they could see you as well. I feel like it sells the full picture. So yeah, I'll give a quick right de- I'll give a quick description of Brock right now. Very Missouri incest. <laughs> <laughs> got the got the cowboy hat on. Got the nice shirt on. Yeah, I was about to he, say. He's looking sexy, fly for a Thursday. A sexy cowboy. Yeah, sexy to your cousin or something. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Okay, I got to get into this right off the bat. Sorry, Cowboys fans. You know, oh, maybe fuck. next year. Fuck maybe the Cowboys. Year. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, it was close. It was close. You only lost by, like, 50 points, you know. Was yeah. there ever any doubt that they were going to lose? No. I mean, the fucking, no. they always choke. Yeah, they're, they're not going to win a playoff game for many, many years. It's just, it's the Cowboy curse at this point. They had three great years, and then it's, it's kind of over at that point. See, at least, you know, I'm a Raiders fan, so at least we consistently lose. Like, I'm used to it. The Cowboys, for some reason, are, this is our year. This Anytime we don't have a losing record, we celebrate. That's the hard part about being a Cowboys fan is that there's so much hope. Every year you go into it with so much fucking hope, and you just get let down. You get You feel worse. Because you built it up. You're like, this is the year. Like, so-and-so's doing well. The O-line, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then you just get let down. It, it feels worse when you lose. If you go into the season not expecting much, and, like, for me, a Falcons fan, we don't win very much. So when it's, we do anything that's halfway decent, it's like, oh, wow, this is pretty dope. I like this. This is cool. Yeah, see, I, I can't relate to any of these issues right now because, you know, I'm a Chiefs oh, that's fan. Right. So it's great meeting Brock, but we're going to go yeah. ahead and ask him to leave now. <laughs> Who's your team again, Brock? The Chiefs, the good old Chiefs. I love Pat. I love Patrick Mahomes. You know, he went to Tech with us. Um, and, you know, I have mad respect for him, but he's overrated. I mean, he's a piece of shit. No, no, no. Jackson Holmes is a piece of shit. I actually heard a rumor. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brock. I heard a rumor his pregame meal is a newborn baby. So, uh, again, that would I be could his be brother. Wrong. That would be his brother. Okay. I knew it was a Mahomes. Yeah. No, Jackson has memes before. He just fucking, he, he's on Twitter. He's on TikTok. He's absorbing all those memes, and it fuels him. He's like, what meme am I going to do today? Who am I going to disrespect today? That kid riding on the coattails, man. He, he really bugs me a lot. He's very entitled. Very much so. Which if, does, does he play any sports? Does he does he do anything? I don't think he does much of anything. I think that he uh, just likes to talk shit to people, and that's about it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Him and we're talking about Patrick, right? Yeah. <laughs> Him and uh, what's her name, Brittany? Um, those two together, they're always on social media nonstop, and I just I don't know. <coughs> Pat's a very chill guy. He tweets every once in a while, like, oh, man, fucking LeBron did this thing. Cool, cool, cool. But, like, those two just, like, I don't know, man. They're just, like, nonstop at times. Just, you know, chill it out a little. Yeah, he lets his game do his talking for him. Exactly. So that's why Pat, love him. Great. Mad respect. But, yeah, Jackson. Um, what other games do we have this weekend? Um, we also had the... Uh, we had the Pat- Rams-Cardinals. Packer- no, Packers didn't play. Yeah, Rams-Cardinals... That was that a was decent a game. Fucking blowout. Oh, that, that, that was, was the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> it was a decent game for the That's Rams. That's right. The Cardinals 31-14, I think. Yeah, they got destroyed. The turnovers, 
Like, yeah. Kyler just looked so bad that game. I don't know what his deal was. That was his welcome to the playoffs. That's that's what that game was. Fucking uh, Bills. Patriots. Dominated the Patriots. And, you know, you look at the their two matchups this season, and I think we talked about last week, is that, yes, the Patriots won one of those matchups. But, once again, Mac Jones, not a factor that game. They ran the ball the whole time. It was cold. It's understandable that players weren't playing well. I think um, Mac Jones is going to be a very successful quarterback in the league. Uh, I just don't – they don't have the pieces around him yet. They don't have a very high-powered receiving group. Very much agree. Uh, no, I think, uh, you know, his best wide receiver right now is what, Jacoby Myers is pretty much all he's got. Yeah. Uh, and then, what, Hunter Henry is tight end. Um, decent running backs. But, yeah, I think Mac Jones – he was not the guy this year, but no. I think down the road he's going to be good. Well, I mean, you know, give him credit as a rookie. You know, I mean, he they their point <laughs> differentials in their wins were like I think they averaged thirty points as their differential on their wins, which is huge. I don't think any other team got even close to that this season. No, he had a very solid rookie year, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the future. Uh, it just it's not his time yet. No, I, I definitely agree. I think it, the problem is that he gets compared to other rookie quarterbacks who've had good starts. Yeah, like he's no Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's no Patrick Mahomes. He's no like Justin Herbert. Well, Justin uh, Mahomes didn't have a great rookie season because he only played one game. So I'm just gonna. Ooh. So, Justin Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I swear to God. Said Patrick. Replay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard because people always want to compare. There, it's like, wow, they're a star. Like Trevor Lawrence comes out of comes out of uh, college, and everyone expects so highly. Get drafted to the Jaguars. Already, it's not looking good. They had the whole coaching issue. It was, just, it was My not favorite a good thing situation. to tell people in that when they try to say, oh, he had a shitty year, he's not going to be a good quarterback. Uh, Peyton Manning, I think, set an NFL record for interceptions in a season his rookie year. Like, he was not good, and he turned out to be a Super Bowl champion, first ballot Hall of Famer. So, No, I agree <laughs> with you. You can't just look at rookie performance. Um, I like Trevor Lawrence. I like him a lot. Yeah, he was just um, in know, a dump, dumpster fire of a situation. Yeah, and hopefully it gets better. Um, dude, the Bengals, man. I was very happy for Joe Burrow. Uh, I got a lot of respect for Joe Burrow. I was not. Uh, yeah, obviously you weren't. You know. <coughs> His last three games, he's thrown for over 1,200 yards. Yeah, That's the Bengals, ridiculous. the Bengals look fucking disgusting. Like, I, they have so much momentum uh, going into this weekend. Uh, it's going to be exciting to fucking watch them. I do, I do respect Joe Burrow a lot. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Better than some would say better than Alex Smith. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> me and Brock had this conversation a while ago, but Joe Burrow is putting out the potential of yes, being better than Alex Smith. But I think he already is. You know, yeah, it is what it is. We won't get into it. Overall, yeah. I'm excited for the playoffs this weekend. It's going to be good. Excited to watch some games. Um, got some good matchups. No, for sure. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. Um, but uh, what's it called? So. Uh, I don't. We I forgot to talk about this right at the beginning, but we're in a new space, so if we do sound a little bit differently, uh, we're finally in in the new place. Yeah, we finally all, moved. We are all living together in the same room. Yeah, it's crazy. So. Uh, we were told it was a house, but it ended up being a studio apartment. Yes. Um, and so we're all crammed in here. It's kind of awkward, but you know we're making it work. Kind of hot, if you ask me. <laughs> well, I just like the fact that the beds pull out of the wall. You know, yeah. save some space. Exactly. We have so much room for activities. Right. Um, Great reference. Fantastic reference. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we finally moved in. Uh, we're here in the new place, and uh, I've been loving it. It's been great. Oh, yeah, but get, just drink it. Yeah, ridiculously. Yeah, a little too much drinking yeah. for me. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm cutting <laughs> that out. I'm sipping my beer, which we didn't talk about either. 
uh, which Riley, what are we drinking today since you're a little more familiar with it than I am? So today we're drinking, so I love this brewing company, Real Ale Brewing Company. Uh, it is Devil's Backbone. It's a Belgian style triple. Triple? Triple? Triple. I think it's triple. I think it's triple. Oh, let the, me see. The L's in the wrong Tripel. place. Tripel? Triple? Hold on, I can look it up real quick. Uh, Give me two seconds. Now, Real Ale, so they have, one of my favorite blonde beers is their Fireman's Four. Great one. It's triple, 100%. It's got to be Tripel, triple. Well, it's because it's Belgian, Already so that maybe that's how they spell triple. Okay, so triple, which I'm going to look up the pronunciation as well, is a term used by brewers mainly in the low countries, some other European countries, and the U.S. describe uh, and the U.S. to describe a strong pale ale. Um, but I'm not okay, getting Brock, get fucked, nerd. Brock, you're shaking your head at me like I didn't say all of that. <laughs> I mean, no, you said triple. I he didn't. He didn't say word, the pronunciation though. yet. Yeah, he was just, just describing re- what the beer was. You know, I get off on you being wrong. Yeah, and I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong, even when I am. Let's see pronunciation. Uh, tri- tripel, tripel. I did say trip. I said because it's pel like a pel grant. So that tripel. is one of the suggestions I threw out. A Belgian style tripel. Emphasis on the p. The, I'm just a huge fan of Belgian beer. Oh yeah, the Belgians fucking know their beer, man. They're fucking. I don't know what the their f- shit. fuck it is about them. I guess they're bona fide alcoholics, which I love. So. It's cold. It's cold in Belgium and Germany. And so, like, there's a lot of time to fucking just sit around and be like, hey, what if we fucking threw this together in a beer? And they brew it up and they see if it works. And I bet a lot of times it does work. And, they're, and that's why we have so many Belgian-style beers. Because yeah. uh, they're just like, yeah, fucking just bottle and put it out. You know? well, like, so before we started the podcast, I had said I'd tried this before and I didn't like it. But now that I try it again and I have a more refined beer palette because I drink more than just Coors Light now. Still mainly Coors Light. <laughs> But I drink more. Uh, I actually like this. I'm trying to find a beer that I can compare it to. Um, it, it, it it's definitely bitter, but not as bitter as I would expect it well, to it, be. It remind. Have you guys ever? You've had Triple B, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So it reminds me of that kind of beer. That's a good comparison. I guess it's Tripel beer. <laughs> Tripel B. Uh, that one I think is actually Triple B. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you know how sophisticated you would sound going into a bar? And Can I get a Tripel B? Yes, I'm I mean, just looking for a Tripel. <laughs> tripel. I'm pretty sure we get kicked out of most like, of the bars we, we have. We have no Sackies and Budweiser, <laughs> sir. Um, get the fuck out of here, you commie bastard. That's what is, you would hear. It is 8.1%. Um, Holy shit. So oh, wow. it is, I love it is it. pretty fucking strong. This actually, it doesn't taste like it'd be 8.1. Not at all. Exactly. No, That's what I'm saying. That's why um, I'm not, there's no IBU on here. Again, love like, the Belgians. I don't know. I like it. It's, it's decent. Um, do you know where Real L's at? Blanco, you know, Texas. Is it Blanco, yes. Texas? Yeah. Okay, so they're, they're, I was they're think, right down the road. Yeah, I was thinking it was Austin for some reason. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Because yeah. Independence is in Austin, I believe. Well, I mean, they push out so many brewing well, companies that's, in Austin. Yeah, that's where I, I'll try a new beer, and half the time it's from fucking Austin. Which, uh, I'll be in Austin this weekend, or I'll be in Austin tomorrow, Friday. Um... Maybe I'll pick up some beer on the way back and I'll have it for the podcast next week. Who are you seeing? I don't think... Oh, we did talk about it last week, did we? A little bit. No. Yeah. Um, I, so I'm going to go see Dylan Francis and Young Gravy. Uh, I love them very much. I'm disappointed I did not get the meet and greet. Um, but I hope the venue's indoors. They did not specify. 
Um, and, I, and I've never been to this place before, so I'm hoping the venue is indoors. Because it's going to be fucking cold tomorrow. I will also be in Austin tomorrow just for work. So, oh, that's, that's see, so this, sad. this just pick me up after. How little uh, I keep up with social media nowadays. I thought Young Gravy was dead. What? So, uh, <laughs> Young Gravy, the six seven uh, white boy from uh, he's white six five. Uh, yeah, Young Gravy is white. I think he's six, six five. five. Yeah, six five from we Minneapolis, up, uh, Minnesota. Rappers. Yeah, he's from Minneapolis, white boy. Uh, let me show you a picture of him. Let me just pull a picture of him. I've never seen I, him. No, you would, you would recognize him, I think, if you saw him. I don't keep up with rap, really. I don't. You either. know, is he really even a rapper? I don't you know? know. I don't listen to him. All right, my boy Young Gravy over here. Look at this boy. That's Young Gravy, man. You've not seen yeah. him? I can wholeheartedly say I've never seen that man. Okay. Yo, he's you know straight fucking Delph. You know he be he be you know hitting on the mill. He looks like he's he should be in the seventies. Yeah, exactly. And all of his samples are from the seventies, basically. What do you say, Riley? Is he a dad? Uh, you know, nothing he knows of, but I'm sure he's he uh, got okay. kids somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I'd be fucking with Milf, so uh, most likely, you know, doesn't have a kid anywhere. It's pretty safe. He's know? an aspiring Dilf. Exactly. He's. I think everyone's an aspiring Dilf. He's got a whole song called Martha Stewart, and then is sponsored by Martha Stewart. They play the song in the commercial uh, for her like cookware line or whatever. Uh, you know, he, he knows exactly what he is and he just goes for it. Martha's right. a fucking straight up G. She is. She'd be smoking weed with Snoop Dogg and shit. Oh yeah. Um, I would love to smoke weed. There's the two. Well, well you know. It's like a period right there. <laughs> <laughs> I have never smoked the devil's lettuce. Uh, but if I were to, I would love to smoke with fuck, Snoop Dogg would be awesome and fucking Willie Nelson, the goat. Dude, do you like Seth Rogen would be fun too? Seth Rogen would be fun as well, but he would be maybe number three. But just like the two kings of weed are Snoop and Willie. Did you see that Willie is going to perform at Whitewater soon? Coming up, they yes, and I believe Zach Bryan is opening for him. I think you know who that is. Oh, yeah, I know you don't. So Zach Bryan is a very interesting singer. So he for a while was in the Navy. Uh, So he would. Go be stationed wherever and then come back, put out like a 24 song album, go back, come out, put out another album. Uh, They finally uh, dishonorably discharged him so he could pursue music full time. Wait, dishonorably? dishonorably? Sorry, 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 sorry. Honorably. Honorably. Okay, I was like, that man would be... I don't know where my brain is. We hate your musical career so much. Sorry, I'm just getting getting excited about seeing him. Uh, I'm trying to get tickets for that Willie and... I believe it's Zach Bryan opening room. I could be wrong. It was the, it, the headline was like Willie and the Family or something. Yeah. So um, John Party, I believe, is also playing at Whitewater here soon. Yes. It's either him or Morgan Wallen. Why, I'm excited. Whitewater is getting Cole back. Cole Wexel is also performing there soon. But yeah, I so, only know that person because of uh, a buddy at work is like, you ever heard of this Cole Wexel? Great fucking name. Great name. And I was like, no, I've never heard of him, man. But he's now like, I do. He's now like southern, southern rock, more southern rock than country. Ah, okay. I've heard a lot of interesting stories about him. Yeah. he So he likes to uh, get very drunk and do a lot of cocaine and then ah. go play the concert and drink more on stage. So there have been a few times where he's passed out on stage. Wait, really? Yeah. Damn. The concert that I saw him at, he came out on stage and said, I'm sorry for being late. Let me slam this bottle really quick and proceeded to open up a brand new bottle of what I'm assuming was either vodka or gin and downed half of it in front of us. Damn, man. Yeah. So he's that. just a crazy person. I've heard his concerts are very fun to go to. 
Uh, I would love to go. I wonder what this person one. looks like now. I have to. I've never seen. I have no idea. He looks. He's so, a big old country guy, basically. Yeah. Picture a big country guy, and that's him with long hair. This guy, Co Wetzel. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he'd down half a bottle of Jack and then go perform. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, a lot of Look people. Look at this picture of him in the kiddie pool. But what kills me is his A lot of people are is, very worried about him. Yeah, his best friend is Parker McCollum. It was a very chill kind oh, of guy. Man, really? He's from yeah. the Parker McCollum? Yeah. Yeah, they play together a lot. They went to high school together, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because um, we saw Parker. We saw a little bit of Parker when we, uh, yeah, we, when we saw Flatland. We left a little early. Uh, he was cool. And, you know, he seems like a cool dude. Um, but yeah, this guy, yeah, just look at this picture of him and he's in a kiddie pool with a bunch of beer floating around around. I'm surprised those cans aren't empty. Um, I mean, at that point you're just living your best life. Yeah, he is. He is honestly living his best life. So, you know, he's a rock star. So, uh, I can't fault him for that. Um, there was someone else. Did you see Charlie Crockett going on tour and he's skipping Texas altogether? Yes. That's illegal. That's, um, but so, I, so he goes on like five tours a year. This is, I think, mainly because he usually only plays in the like Texas, Oklahoma, that kind of area. So I think this is just to make up for that. Uh, he'll it's that was only through I think what April. Yeah, I think it's like a, like a two month thing. Yeah, so he'll he'll be back in the summer. Yeah, he's just doing his coast to coast thing, and you know, um, but yeah, when I saw that, and I was like, he's not coming to Texas, and I was like, he's here all the time. Yeah, we just you literally know, all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, what else was there that we need to talk about in terms of music? Noah Khan's tour is over and he hasn't announced anything else in Texas and I'm pissed. Well, uh, well, so wait, when did his tour end though? I believe December. Yeah. Well, you know, he's taking some time off. Well, he had said it like that was the only leg of the tour. Like that was the tour essentially. He just skipped Texas. Which he also said it wasn't his decision at all where he goes. Everything with the label. There's a so chance we'll that we may see him on festival lineup still. He um, is going to be in a festival in Napa Valley. Actually. Oh, that's right. Uh, the lineup looked good for that. You yeah. showed it to me. Noah said that he might go. Yo, so that I'm, may, so I'm lit. So that might be when I take my trip to go see Noah. California. That would be super fucking Because, yeah, look up, so look up that concert or that festival lineup i forgot what it's called just look up Na- napa valley festival it's got a yeah. fucking banging lineup napa valley there's also gonna be a shit ton of wine there you say wine yeah napa valley's wine country ah, well, yeah welcome to yeah. the hangover yes that's why i don't drink it let's see here it's probably bottle rock napa valley yes that's right lineup we have Metallica, Pink, 21 Pilots, Luke Combe, Black Crow, Kygo, Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide is going to be there. Greta Van Fleet, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Bleachers, Bleachers, Spoon, Spoon's great. I love Spoon. Vance um, Joy. I really want to see Vance Joy. Vance Joy would be good. St. John's, pretty fucking dope. Uh, the Whalers are good. Amos Lee. Grandson. Uh, there's a there's a lot of lot of good people. It's a good mix. Marcus of King, he's got an amazing voice. Oh, that is an Noah Khan, Bassy, my Ooh. boy Noah Khan. I think this Grandmaster is Grandmaster Flash gonna be there. I think this is <laughs> Noah Khan's first festival to like big festival. So I'm excited for him. That'll be good for him. Get Marley will be cool to see. Ali and AJ. Oh, Ali and AJ. Um, boy Vance, love him. 
don't but know. yeah, I it's don't a good lineup. Uh, yeah, it seems super cool. Is it? Just, yeah. Was it two day? I yeah, believe oh, so. Three days. Oh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Even better. So that seems pretty dope. Yeah. So that's. I think the Metallica would be, would be so lit. Like, I'm not even a huge Metallica fan, but like checking that off the list would be super dope. Metallica, and I know you don't like them, but I would love to see 21 Pilots. Damn, Have you seen that. videos of their concerts? No. Looks fucking lit. Look up know. after this. Look up a video of them performing live, and just looks like a great time. Yeah. No, I'm sure they put on a good show. Uh, I know a band that or a group that I hated on for a while, but then I really enjoyed their show with Weezer the with the Chainsmokers. <laughs> I did enjoy Weezer. Um, the Chainsmokers. I was like, oh man, these fucking ghost, fucking ghost produced DJs. They don't even make this shit. Just press and play. And uh, I actually really fucking liked them. They were really fucking lit, and uh, they put on a very good show. Um, their music itself not that great. No, but they put on a good show, and I appreciate that when a DJ just recognizes. I'm here to make people happy. I'm going to play the songs you want to hear. I mean, at least Weezer has some bangers. They do have bangers. They they do. They just, for some reason, never lived up to their potential. Yeah. That's They're kind of like Greg Oden. Greg Oden just was unfortunate, <laughs> had a lot of injuries. <laughs> Weezer and Rivers Cuomo were just unfortunate and wrote too many shitty songs. So. It's weird. They're, they just go in such a weird direction. Like, I think what's they had a folk album recently, I think. I don't know if we talked about that. Did they? Um, yeah, because they had the the Van Halen-inspired album. Yeah. Oh, I think it was like a Radiohead, like, folk mix album. They just, Let me pull this up. I don't know quick. why they decided to change. They were trying to change with the times, but they really set the times. Like, they were that big. Oh, okay. So it was the OK Human, which was their, like, Radiohead type of vibe they were going for. Um some people really liked it. The reception was super mixed on it. Um, I don't know. It, just, it feels weird. They're going through a weird phase of like, let's do our version of other people's sound. Not covering their music, See, I res- but going for their style. I respect. So I love the Teal album as their cover album. I love that album. I think they did some great covers. And it was most, it wasn't really their rendition of it. Or they were they didn't change much of it. It was just they were like we're gonna do this song and we're gonna put it out. It's a lot of people. I think it was after they put out Rosanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was like, "We'll cover fucking Africa." So they did, and everyone was like, "Just put out a full cover album." So they did, and I yeah. thought that was a fantastic album. That's why. So if you've been listening for a long time, that's why we joke. Uh, we do the fantastic cover band because they do great fucking covers. Yeah, it just their original stuff is just kind of lacking. Well, they after I think it was after the Green album, might have been the one after. It was Pinkerton, then the Blue album, and then there was I think one in between the Blue and the Green album. The Green album was really their last good album. I say good, but it really only had a couple good songs. I think that had Beverly Hills. Yeah, it had Beverly it, Hills on it, which is a decent song. It, I like Beverly Hills. It's one note over and over again. Beverly Hills. That's it's a fun song to listen to. to Hey, don't fucking talk shit. Oh, that also had so Island in the Sun was on that. Love that one. And that's really it. It wasn't Beverly Hills. That's the only good song on that is Island in the Sun. Ah, okay, there you go. Beverly Hills was I think on give a shit. Fuck me. Yeah, no, I was saying it to someone the other day at work, and because they're talking about music, 
And someone said, I bet you you look like someone that I bet listens to Weezer. And I took that so much to heart that I was like, fuck you, no. I I hate Weezer and like these albums are good. And I was like talking all about Weezer. And I was like, I know too much about a band that I do not fucking Just like. tell them to listen to the first 10 episodes of this podcast. I think we started off every episode with fuck Weezer. And that's what I told them. I was like, I have some very strong opinions about Weezer. Um, for someone who has seen them multiple times and who and, and not knows even, way too much about them, not even anything personal. I think Rivers Cuomo seems like a cool guy. He uh, he's very introverted, so he's very shy, very shy person. But he's written a lot of great songs with other people. Fucking Magic with Bob, mm-hmm. love he's, that song. He's so talented. He's a great writer. Um, I think yeah, we've talked about this a million times. Our issue with the potential was there, and it just didn't turn into anything. And uh, but we actually have it's it's like hard love for Rivers. Cuomo. What do you th- what do you think about Weezer, Dylan? I don't see all the hate, like the reason for all the hate. I honestly don't listen to them that much, though. I've really just stuck to their more popular ones, so I don't have a whole lot of input on Weezer. I mean, I can get behind the fuck Weezer, you know, chant. Yeah, fuck but, Weezer. We just also, that, that guy might have meant you know you look like you listen to Weezer as a compliment. Maybe that's maybe his favorite Weezer. band of all time. He then because he. The person also continued, and I, I need to make this into a whole fucking segment. I just need to gather all my information for it. There's one person who every interaction I've had with them produces a new story. Yeah. And I just want to make it a segment, like this guy's segment. I don't want to say his name. And just like just stories of the things that he said today or this week and just have a recap because it is fucking just hysterical. Because he he'd mentioned something about like, I don't know, 90s music or whatever. And he's like, I bet you like Pearl Jam too. And I was like, no, I don't like Pearl Jam. Like Nirvana. Pearl Jam is lit. Pearl Jam, so they have, they got good music. They have some good songs and I respect what they did for the genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. I know Noah, that's one of his favorite bands of all time. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for them, but Nirvana was the band at that time. Yeah, for 90s music. And I just watched, uh, are you familiar with The Needle Drop and Anthony Fantano? No. On YouTube. Um, so he's a YouTuber who his main channel is the Needle Drop. will do his album reviews for new albums that come out. And everyone's will do a historical album. And so uh, on his secondary channel, Fantano, he'll do, um, uh, he'll take hot takes from people on Twitter and he'll talk about them. And so the main theme of this, this episode was 90s music. And, um, you know, he talked, one person was like, you know, Nirvana, um, you know, they pushed music in such a different direction and they pushed music forward too. And I a hundred percent agree. Whereas I feel like Pearl Jam, yes, helped, but overall, eh, I, I'm in a, I'm leaning on the Nirvana side on things. They are more rememberable and recognizable from the nineties than Pearl Jam was. Um, the, the band that people don't, uh, that people forget technically started in the 80s uh green day green day also super fucking important for the 90s green day was the sound of a generation yeah the 90s to the early 2000s they fucking slapped they were just they just did i mean i I was born in 98 i grew up with fucking green day so that just shows what i mean same with red hot chili peppers like they're just lasting legacy and they just keep putting out great fucking music. Well, I mean, like how many early or movies from the early 2000s had Green Day or Red Hot Chili Peppers, like songs in there, you know, like yeah. they, they just so much of their music was in movies. Great. I mean, and they 
they changed for the right reasons. They were just like, we want to change. It was kind of like the Beatles and Queen. You know, they were just like, let's change up our sound a little bit, see if it works. It wasn't, it was more of an experimental thing. They wanted to see what they could do. Yeah, exactly. Rather like, than we're just going to change with the times. Um, I know, yeah, we've talked a lot about that. Um, oh, man, I'm still blanking. Uh, American Idiot. And how yeah. that was very operatic. Like, yes. it told a story, and they had a Broadway show about it. Um, which, yeah, love Green Day. Fucking fantastic. Amazing band. I forgot about this piece of news. So I've just pulled up right now on the computer the uh, lineup poster for When We Were Young. Yes. Uh, so you you want to tell us a little bit more about this, Riley? Yeah, so I've, I've done a little bit of deep diving. I, I need to do more. Uh, one, I don't, I don't trust this anymore. It's what Live Nation's putting it on. Same one that did Astro World. It's a... There's 60 bands, 60 bands. in a 12-hour period because it's just one day. Singular day. They're going to have rotating stages, I guess, so it makes it a little easier, but it's still 30, 45 minutes per... Uh, Not even. So it's it's just... I don't really... I would love to go see it. So if you haven't seen the lineup, headlined by Mac, My Chemical Romance and Paramore... Uh, you're gonna have boys like girls there. It's it's basically warped tour. It's every emo band that you ever Avril Lavigne, uh, Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, so it's just a veil. It's, dance, Gavin, dance. It's warped tour light, and I say that because again, it's only one day, and you're not gonna get the full Huddy concert. There. They have everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so as I was doing my deep dive, I looked up warped tour to see if they were ever gonna come back, and apparently. Uh, yeah, so the dude who used to head it was, he retired, so that's why they stopped. But the new guy uh, was like, yeah, we're going to come back, but legally we have to wait three years. 2022 is going to be three years, so hopefully, not it probably won't be this year, but hopefully next year we might get Warp Tour back, uh, which I would be much more excited because that's a three-day festival. You'll have all those fucking emo bands and I really, I mean, My Chemical Romance, I feel like would be so amazing to see live. So, um, going off what you said, so I, I, I saw some analysis of this poster in, in going about it. A single day. Let's say you start at 10 a.m. and you go all the way to 10 p.m. 11 to 11. 11 to 11? There, okay. So that's where you got your 12 hours from. So, you have 60 bands and it's supposed to be three stages. Three to four. We'll go with three stages. That's 20 bands per stage. Yeah. So in 12 hours, you just, you, you get such little time. You get like three every, songs per band. Every You wouldn't be able to switch equipment. Every band would have to use the same equipment. You would have to have that tuning. So e- even with the tuning and everything, you're, that's 10, 15 minutes a band. Yeah. And so the, the, everyone gets to do three songs. Yeah. And which... Honestly, look, if you're like me who is a, an adjacent fan of this genre, where like I'm like, oh yeah, I you know, I there's songs from Neck that are cool. The main Mayday Parade. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know a couple of their songs. As a passing fan, I think it'd be fun to go and listen, you know, I'm not gonna be in the pit, but no, just okay. listen and be like, Oh yeah, I remember all these songs. These are great songs. I love these. But if you're going hoping for Avril Lavigne to fucking play all the bangers, it's not going to happen. It, it's this, just not going to happen. This is designed to be a two-day festival that they're trying to cram into one, and it's, they're doing the same thing they did with Astro World. It's just too much and too little time. Um, like I joked with you, I know so many people 
who like there are so many of these bands who are on their ones and twos for greatest bands of all time on their list and i feel so bad if they're hoping to go see this expecting to see their favorite song you're gonna get the radio hits the main super popular songs and that's about it the all-american reject every time i look at this lineup there's someone new yeah oh my god again it looks like like i would love to go to this festival if it was multiple days i think it'd be fun to see but it's three hundred dollars to go see a one-day festival, and you're not even going to see the best of the best bands. And this is this uh, harkens back to so if you're a rap fan and you're listening to this, if you've ever been to um, Jambalaya in Texas, we have um, a festival called Jambalaya. It's a one-day festival that occurs over a weekend in three different locations. There's a Dallas location, a Houston, and and Austin, San Antonio. It, it's usually Austin. And so it's usually you'll get people like, let me just fucking look up the lineup from last year and you'll you'll get an idea of like, oh, wow, that lineup stacked. But like you can only fit so many people uh, in a, you know, in the lineup that you're not going to get to see everyone. Um, so I'm just pulling up 2018 because that, that was a really big year. J. Cole was there. Cardi B, Migos, Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates got replaced for um, someone because he was still in jail. Um, he got replaced with Playboy Cardi. Uh, or not play, play Ricardo is there. It was Young Thug. Young Thug replaced him. Uh, Trippy Red, Ski Mask, Jack Harlow, Bun B. Like, the lineup's too fucking stacked for a singular day. You cannot see all of these people, like, if you want to be up close. If you want to be in the back, you perfectly can go between the two stages and go back and forth. But, like, these lineups are just a little too fucking, like, stacked. And that's because there's only, what, like, realistically six people yeah. Um, that you're going to go see 60 people in a single day festival. It just doesn't, it's, it's not going to work. It seems like it's a logistical nightmare. Um, but I don't know. We're going to see how it plays out. Cause the festival's not till what? September, October. Yeah. Um, I believe. Yeah. October, October. Yeah. I think it's October 22nd. Yeah. Saturday, October 22nd, Las Vegas. Great location though. So you're going to have a great fucking weekend. I'm not going to lie. I would go just to see the all American rejects. I'm like a little fanboy of them. Who isn't? They're great. Dude, gives They're fantastic. Hell. Gives yeah, gives you hell. That I used to put that on YouTube on repeat for hours. Like that was the unofficial first time I cussed was seeing "Gives You Hell." I think that was a lot of our unofficial first time cussing. <laughs> I, it was for me. I, I can. But like I would again, My Chemical Romance would be great. Paramore would be great. Rio Three, Jimmy Eat World, Three or Three would be yeah. It, it's a bunch of bands that I heard growing up through my sister. So I, I would love to go see this, but yeah, it's just too much. And too, we the Kings, fuck. I mean, yeah, it's too much, too little. Time. I know. Every time you look at it, you find a new band where you're like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know. I just wish it was, you know, a little bit better presented. Um, but yeah, I know. I, I'm not hating the festival. I just, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm just going to, boys like girls. Uh, I probably already said that. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to wait till Warp Tour comes back because that's coming. I don't Well, I think the good thing is that all these bands are willing to all come together for something like this. That maybe you may have a couple of them group up together. Well, no, you it's may so- get like Pierce the Veil, you know, decide and go with AFI and they may do a tour together and so that, bring someone else as an opener. That was another thing, actually. So there were a number of bands that got announced on this that were like, I guess we're playing this festival. <laughs> They didn't know beforehand. So that's another thing that's kind of sketchy about it. I 100% agree with you. And people were trying to, they were comparing it to Fire Festival. Sure, it just didn't get lost in the mail, the invitation. 
that's not something that gets lost in the mail. This is a um, festivals are kind of major things to get lost in the mail. Like artists, like usually know so far in advance that they're like waiting. They're like, I got some announcements, guys. Like you're you're gonna want to be ready on Tuesday when I announce this. And it's always like, oh, what are you announcing? An album? It's like, oh, they're gonna play Coachella. And um, well, that's how this festival wanted to do it. They just wanted to do that kind of announcement for these bands, you know. Yeah, they were like, the, hey, surprise! <laughs> they should probably tell the bands first because it's <laughs> it's a lot of work to do a festival. It's not like doing a normal concert. Uh, there's a really cool video. I think you should check out later if you get a chance. It was um, breaking down the economics and the finances of holding a music festival. Yeah, and they looked at a medium size and a small festival. Unfortunately, didn't have like a big one to look at. I really would have liked to seen. Uh, a really, really big festival. Um, but yeah, they're talking about like the margins are so thin yeah. for, you know, for the amount of tickets they have to sell, the amount of people they got to bring in, the amount that people have to spend per day for them to meet everything, to pay everyone off. And so that they don't fucking lose money. Like one of the guys, like he's lost millions of dollars trying to put on festivals. And he finally like just, you know, in the last few years found like the recipe to be like, okay, we can be somewhat profitable. We can at least break even. It's it's very expensive to run a festival. Yeah, another another thing that I saw looking through Twitter about this, um, a lot of people were disappointed that one, it's in Vegas. Two, it's called When We Were Young. Three, they don't have the killers there. Exactly. And they were like, "How are you going to call a festival when we were young? Obviously, a play on when you were young." Yeah. Uh, and you're not going to fucking <laughs> invite the killers there. It's yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, also, I I don't because of that the you know similarity between the clear the killer's uh, title name there. But like when we were young, I'm like that's kind of really assumptuous. Like that it's going to be people our age and a little bit older. Yeah, and that is like oh remember these bands when you were young? And I was yeah. like you know anyone can like this music. It doesn't matter yeah. fuck how old you are or whatever. Like you know fucking dude, I fucking listen to the cooler name. Than I listened that. to Elvis. I don't remember him when I was young. Like I, I never got to see him. I never. Yeah. he was dead well before I was born. Okay, so I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you could rename this festival, what do you think you would call it? Fucking Emo Fest 2022. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Some emo shit. Fucking, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm like not gonna loud s- screeching, like just. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say because that would have to be bleeped out. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm, I'll save it for after the podcast. <laughs> Um, well, there's got to, you know, there's got to be like, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, like backups or people to bring in in case some of these people can't make it, right? I mean, that's going to be a thing. You're there hoping. Are. And I'm, I mean, you we would assume all, that we named maybe, I would maybe actually, the killers is, are a backup. I would actually be hoping there weren't backups and half of these bands dropped out because then bands like My Chemical Romance and Paramore had more time to play. Well, what if They're, My Chemical Romance was one of the bands that dropped out? Sucks. But <laughs> they can't. They can't give any of these bands an hour slot. There's just yeah, no time do you, to do it. How do you pay a band to be like, hey, let's say one of these bands, let's say none of these bands are near Vegas. They are flying out of their way. They're not on tour. They're yeah. flying out of their way, their equipment, all the way to Vegas. They are right, cool. You're going to play for three songs and then we'll see you later. Yeah. You know, how do you even pay a band like that? Like, how do you, how do you convince a band to do that? I mean, this has to cost too much money. And I don't think enough people are going to go because I think too many people, too many people that I've seen are very skeptical of this because it, again, it's just too little time to put on something like this. It has to be two days. Um, the other thing too, like the, if, 
So I'm going to flip it. If this was a huge lineup of DJs, which so many DJ festivals get announced every fucking day. Yeah. Um, it's understandable because for a DJ to just to show up, he just has to bring his USB or his computer. He's already, you know, used to flying by himself or with a manager or like two other people. It'd be understandable if this was a crazy lineup of DJs and they suddenly started a new festival. So you're talking, what, uh, most of these are four or five piece bands. Uh, you got roadies, you have equipment. It's just, it's a logistical nightmare to put on for one day. I I hope it, it's going to be exciting. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm going to be optimistic about it. But like, you know, I, I can't wait to see a lot of uh, clips uh, on Twitter and TikTok and stuff um, because, you know, they're going to they're going to play the hits and that's going to be yeah. the cool thing. We're going to hear songs that we probably haven't heard in a long time. What's the last time Avril Lavigne performed? Uh, skater Boy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine how many that's people like are going to the- go fucking crazy for <laughs> yeah. Skater Boy. Um. My Chemical Room. I'm trying to. So they have to play Welcome to Black Parade. That's too long, though. They can't play Welcome to Black Parade. That's the only song they can play. That's like a six minute song. <laughs> you can play Teenagers. Uh, you can play I'm Not Alright. I'm Not Okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah, it. Fuck. I mean, it's just. I want it to be a great festival, and I would love to go out of my curiosity and out of my love for some of these bands that I grew up with. I just, I'm too skeptical. So, uh, I'm going to switch up just a little bit here. Any So, obviously, we, every time we look at it, we find a new band that we're like, oh, shit. Um, is there any bands missing? Any bands missing, in your opinion? Green Day? That's the big one for me. Uh, Why is Green Day not there? Again, I think The Killer should be there. Uh, Fallout Boy. Ooh, Fallout Definitely Boy. Definitely Fallout Boy, yeah. Panic at the Disco. I agree. Uh, those are expensive, though. Yeah. Couldn't afford to get those. <laughs> Very. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's stuff you missing. Fun would uh, fit that category, or uh, fun? I think was too pop too in there. Yeah, and they're also currently on hiatus still. Yeah. So fun. Uh, so we had talked about this a few weeks ago. So I didn't know fun was really. It was three separate guys who came together, and they're like, "Let's just kind of make a band for fun." Essentially, and that's where the name came from. And it was so the the guitarist, I believe, for fun, is now the lead vocalist for Bleachers. Um, All the more you know. And then there's Nate Roos. Nate Roos is, oh. is an amazing songwriter and singer. Love him. Uh, I, I don't know the other guy. Yeah, the third the other guy, guy, I think, is doing stuff on Broadway or something. Yeah. Musical stuff. Um, um, but yeah, so that it, it wasn't really a full time band, it was just kind of a little project side piece kind of thing yeah i i compared to like something like a gnarls barkley it yeah. was uh two people came together made a project and that was it that was the end of the story yeah yeah i'd like to be able to do that with a project you know I just would be love like to. hey let's you want to start a band for like a couple years make some bangers and yeah. just drop off the face of the earth yeah you will i've learned through y'all is that country artists do that too they do yeah, yeah they just come together and i was like hey we made this album and then they fucking i mean one of my favorite country groups of all time is the highwaymen that was uh, Willie, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. They were just like, let's make a couple albums. Which is probably the greatest combination of singers that you could yeah. ever put together. Like, at one point. My favorite thing in the EDM world is when uh, DJs will, will do that. Is they'll, It's always a DJ who doesn't make house music. They find a buddy who's like, oh, you like house music? Like, I love house music. Let's try to make some house music. It's always a house music so project. So can you tell, like... 
there's a transition. You're like, oh, he just jumped on. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Valentino Khan went from like a little bit of everything. And then all of a sudden he's like, y'all making house music? I'm making house music too. Well, no, I mean like. More like, what do you mean? When they come into a group. So like, you know, with the highway men, you can tell who's singing, right? Yeah. You can tell, oh, this is Johnny Cash. Just switch to Waylon, whatever. So can you tell whether yes. like it, it went from fucking Valentino Khan to Marshmallow or whatever? Marshmallow, yeah. I can tell, yeah, there's some songs where I can go, Marshmallow did all the melody build up and everything, but Wewack did the drop for this. Okay. Or the other way around, because certain DJs have certain like sounds. And like you yeah. can, because I watch a lot of DJs as they produce, I can go, oh, they're doing this pattern of side chaining or this is a sound they like to go back to a certain, you know, synth or a certain snare or whatever. And you, and I, you hear, it, you'll be like, ah, that's the Skrillex sound. Like, well, and that definitely comes from people that listen to the, you know, a certain yeah. genre more. Well, like, yeah. So that's, I mean, I was just curious yeah. as, I mean, I would love to learn kind of how you could tell those transitions as an outsider of the EDM world. Like, I think that it's a, it's a cool thing that you have the ear to, I would love to, so like I said last week as well, if we could insert clips or whatever, sound bites, maybe this is something for down the road in a different medium. Yeah. Um, which I think I said that last week as well. Um, I can find snippets of songs and go, yeah, Skrillex did this part, this part, and this part. And I can tell from like, oh, this beat pattern, this is a common beat pattern. I've heard him do it in this, 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 this song. And uh, yeah, I'd love to go and like just compare all those and be like, oh, look, can you like, can you hear the difference here? Can you hear this for someone who who does who hasn't heard it before? Yeah, it'd be fun to hear and 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 play around with. I agree. I think learning how to do that too would make it you know like for someone that doesn't listen to that music, I feel like it would be more enjoyable for them to listen to the music because now they can be like, oh okay, I can tell this is a different DJ right now, mm-hmm. and okay, it's, I it's, like this this style more. Or, yeah. Well, and it's it's very easy, obviously, to do with singers. You can say this is a different person singing. Yeah. Uh, but I think with that. EDM, it's a lot harder because obviously there's no, very little very singing. Little lyrics, yeah. uh, so it's, you have to learn that those beats. It's I think it's more yeah. musical that way because you have to learn that pattern. It also helps too for new EDM listeners to to when they start listening to it to be like I like this type of sound, yeah. and they can tell that the Sony's more experienced and be like I like this song or this type of sound. Can you find me more music like it? Because then I can go okay, do you like this because it's house music or do you like it because of this sound because this specific artist does this sound or is it, you know, you just like this tempo or this genre in general? It's, it's easy then to then link you up with other music you may like. Or it's easy to go, oh, you like Silk Sonic? You're like, yeah, I like this part specifically. Ah, you like Bruno's part. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me get you some more Bruno uh, Mars music and, you know, go from there. Yeah, the only thing I know is I, I like Avicii. Uh, I like Kygo. Mm-hmm. And the two concerts that I've seen with you, uh, Valentino Khan and Alice in Wonderland at ACL, mm-hmm. I like those. So that's what I know. That's my uh, EDM kind of background. There you go. Um, what's it called? Um, oh, man, there was something I was going to jump into about. But now I just completely lost it. So we're just going to move forward with it. What I was just going to say, can we talk about how great that Valentino Khan concert was, though? Oh, dude. Oh, my dude. God. I had yeah. one of the best nights of... Yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh, as far as like concerts, like that was just, it was, words can't explain. I had so much fun. So, Brock, you're on Apple Music, right? Yes. Uh, so thank you for being an Apple Music fan, unlike Spotify. Please, you know, who would use such a program? Yeah. Um, 
And so uh, Valentino Khan Apple Music just asked him to put together a uh, workout playlist. And it's uh, formatted as a DJ set, an hour-long set. And that's what I've been listening to a lot because it's just upbeat, good, a lot of good rap songs that are easy to, like, everyone knows the parts too, so it's easy to sing along to as you're working out. And it's just, like, oh, fun, upbeat, perfect. Well, and that's a, that's a good, like, genre of music to be listening to while you're working out. You want that upbeat you don't want you don't want you know something depressing while you're working i mean granted there's times for everything <laughs> you know, you're just you're really sad under the squat bar or something and you yeah. just you're letting out all the tears but you know for the most part you want to be upbeat in your workout and you, i feel like that would be a, a perfect idea to to make happen that's think, why yeah good yeah you can uh that's why at work uh i consider my job to be kind of a workout at times and i'm like all right cool i need to focus let me get my shit done i'm gonna you know be fast that's why i go to edm music but if i'm just like trying to stay keep my mind busy with our podcast i got a podcast yeah you know. uh, but i think so the great thing about that concert was uh valentino con was great uh animal a- aminal, aminal oh was yeah great. and obviously our boy dj uh switchblade uh, dave switchblade dave dave uh yeah, <laughs> yeah he was you know fucking amazing uh but it was mostly the atmosphere was great I, i've never been to a rave before Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just didn't I know what to expect fucking at all. I know mostly I go to country concerts. I know what to expect there. Going to be some two-stepping. Definitely going to be some drinking a beer. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. There's going to be you hopping a fence to... Me hopping a fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's going to be that. <laughs> but yeah, so the rave, I mean, it was completely different than what I had in my mind. It was just a good time. I don't dance very often. I was fucking dancing. Yeah, I danced the entire time. I was, yeah. I was disgusting after that. I think. I mean, I, I was drenched. I think the three pitchers of Red Bull vodka helped with that. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, that was the most genius idea I've ever seen. Twenty yeah. bucks for a just a giant bucket of whatever liquor you want in there. Yeah. Uh, one of the last times I was there at that venue, uh, someone was like, just couldn't finish it, and there was like. Hey man, do you want some of this? And I was like, I'm good, man. I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm not gonna drink yeah, any of your that's, drink. That's kind of sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this tomorrow's concert I'm super interested about because it's like I've seen Dylan a billion times. I've seen Young Gravy a billion times. I know what a rap show's like. I know what an EDM show's like. Are tickets is, sold out for that? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're um and so uh or else I'd be like, Oh yeah, if you don't want to go. Um I just is young gravy gonna put like an hour long set and he's gonna do his thing and then like Dylan's gonna do his thing and they're gonna I'd come Im- back out and I'd do their imagine song together I'd imagine something like that because they because they're both headliners yeah like neither one would be an opener really anymore yeah and it's just like I, I'm just very curious because like when Dylan and Allison Wonderland did their tour together Allison went they had opener Allison went Dylan went then they did thirty minutes of a back to back and they both played their songs together. Um, and so um, I'm but like a rapper and a DJ. It's like you could also do it in theory. I've been thinking, I've been thinking about this for a very long time because this show originally was going to be back uh, March of 2020 and it got postponed. Then it got canceled and then they redid it. And now we're fucking all the way to January, 2022. We're finally here at the fucking concert. And I was like, well, maybe Dylan could be DJing and the Young Grave raps over some of his stuff. And I was about then, to say, I feel like the, the DJ aspect of it would just amplify the, the rap, you know? Like, I mean, you've got you've you've got the raps. People like the, the songs and everything. But I feel like throwing a DJ in, in there now that knows you know what he's doing and everything, uh, I feel like that would just amplify the song for people. I, I, you know, I feel like that's how they could work with each other is just 
I'm going to I'm going to make your rap better by yeah. giving you this amazing set that I'm about to put on. Exactly. So. But I just remembered right now. Um, so Young Gravy has a DJ. His name is DJ Tip with nine eyes. Um, and uh, he's going to be there, too. So I'm like, OK, never mind. So I guess, yeah, Gravy's going to go on. There'll be a break. Dylan will probably come out and then they may come back out together and do because they've been teasing music together. Um, maybe do a few of their songs together and call it a night. Um, but I mean, yeah, that makes sense. You know, gotta yeah. let them both do their thing for a little bit. Yeah, I think I yeah. think that would make the most sense. I just I don't know who the crowd. I don't. I also don't know who the crowd's gonna be. Like I just I I can picture Dylan fans. Yeah. I would picture gravy fans. I would probably guess mostly gravy fans. I would do uh, yeah overall probably. When gravy was in San Antonio last year, I think it was last year or two years ago. Um, I. I remember the first time I saw him, no one was there. Like it was him and baby, no money. And no one was fucking there for that show. And it was just like, Oh, this is kind of sad and depressing. Uh, like they were able to go into the crowd and like crowd can do a wall of death and a mosh pit and nothing happened. There was so few people there. The second time I saw him, like the line went around the majestic multiple times. And like, I was like, Oh my God, fucking younger. He blew up from one year to the next. And so, cause of TikTok, Yeah. Honestly, yeah. And so same with Baby No Money. Fucking blew up with TikTok too. And so like I can't wait for Baby to go on a fucking big tour because I know he's going to sell out and it's going to be crazy. Um, But um, yeah, I I think, yeah, I think it's going to be mostly gravy fans. I would imagine so. I mean, just how big he's gotten and all of the girls who swoon over that 70s look all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm swooning over it. It's it's a damn good look. It's a great look. look. Yeah. Um, and that's one of those looks that if you can pull it off, you you have to rock it. Like yeah. you're obligated to. So it's a very it's hard to pull off now though, because of the type of hair that people have nowadays. It's just well, you're also like you're like you're like borderlining like potential hipster at that point. Yeah, you know, and then <laughs> but like then you've got a really strict crowd at that. It's point. borderline hipster, but it's like OG hipster. The OG hipsters were the '70s hippies. Like yeah. the 60s, 70s hippies, you know, they were the ones smoking weed, listening to stuff their parents didn't want to fucking have on the radio or whatever. They're the OG hipsters. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I think the the one thing I take away from Gravy in his style is that you just kind of got to do you. Yeah. And just like, you know, if you think it's cool, like fucking other people will find it cool. If you just like, if you're authentic, like this is my fucking style. And I'm rolling with it. You can't just like try to be someone else. That's what I, I love someone, about Charlie Crockett. I was about to say, I think someone that else that embodies that is Tyler, the creator. Yeah. He's yeah. got a just, he's got that goofy, like, this is me and people dig it. I dig it. I'm like, yeah, go for yeah. it. But I, if I went out to the streets looking like that, I like that. That's not me. I, I wouldn't yeah. be able to pull that off because yeah. he has a, you know, you have to have a confidence in your own look. When you're, you're seeing more of a movement in that pretty much in every genre of music, it just, Fuck everyone else. I'm going to be me. And that's that's one of the things that drew... I'm going to go back to country for a second. That's one of the things that grew, uh, grew me towards Texas country is the fact that they were all like, well, fuck everyone else. We're going to sing our music. We're going to perform in front of these, you know, thousand people crowds or whatever. And we're going to have a good time. And that's all we fucking care about. And it's the same. You see that with Tyler. I mean, Tyler's huge, but he's he's not going to change his sound or who he is for anybody. No, yeah. Did Brock, did you see Tyler's Lollapalooza set? He put it on YouTube. Uh, I did not, but I heard things about it. So it's, it's really fucking good. And, uh, he comes out like a bellhop 
um, fucking like dress or whatever, and like it, he just I don't know, man. He fuck, he got swag, man. He just fucking cool. Yeah. I like, I like when uh, like Snoop Snoop does this as well, but when they throw on their blonde wigs, I'm just like, yes, do your thing. Man. Yeah, you know? man. And they do it for like certain outfits too, like not just like casually. Like they'll just like, oh, this is what would go great with this outfit. And I'm like, yes, go for it, man. Yeah, man. They have so much fucking confidence and oh, man, yeah, respect. So fucking cool, man. I wish they could have that much fucking confidence. It's hard, man. Like, fucking, yeah. But uh, I don't know. The more you be you, you do you. You know, looking for us. What, 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 what would you say your style is? My style? Yeah, if you had a style for if so, if someone had to describe you in like one sentence. Ginger. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> nice. I don't know if I have a specific style. I mean, I, I live my day pretty much every like every day. I wake up, I'm just like fuck everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna be me today. <laughs> I wear the same fucking clothes every day. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't have a specific style. I think you're more like the the laid back kind of like work working man like kind of style like I'm, I'm gonna wear like a you know button up shirt and pants and boots or a, a jacket and boots and pants. I do wear that a lot. You know I feel like I feel like when I think of you like that's 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 what's hitting my. You're head. the blue collar man. <clears throat> I'm a blue collar boy. Whereas Brock, I feel like we, your style is pretty nailed down. You know you 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 always yeah. dress well. You should have uh, you should have seen me in high school. I was uh, I, I tried every style in high school. I tried. Brock was a fucking, That's the time to try it. Brock yeah, was a try. fucking hippie in high school. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally, like if you think of I don't know if if you see the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yes. he he was the dude for a while. I, Long hair. He had the fucking earrings. The mannerisms I even I, I portrayed. Yeah. I was just like that kind of like go with the flow kind of thing. Yeah. But I also, as far as like outfits. I, I went with everything. I did country. Well, I didn't do country as much as I do now, but I tried to dress country. I would show up in a freaking, you know, nice uh, button-up je- uh, shirt with a vest on and nice slacks and everything. Or there was one day I did what one of my teachers called a Canadian lumberman. Lumberjack. Canadian, Canadian lumberjack. Lumber, lumberjack, yeah. I had a denim shirt, denim pants. Canadian, that's a t- Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> overall, or suspenders. And oh, so, well, I mean, I just... Not- no, yeah, I, Canadian tuxedo is just—it's all like denim. Yeah. So you have your jeans on, you have your like a, a jean shirt, and then sometimes they'll throw in a jean fucking uh, vest. Yeah. But yeah, I just <laughs> I, I I bounced around. Yeah. yeah. But now I think I'm I'm more so I like the the snazzy uh, country outfits, if you will. Yeah. We're, yeah, you're uh, a higher class me. I'll wear just a casual button up. Uh, a fancy day, I'll put on a fucking pearl snap. But usually it's just jeans, boots, a button up, and I go out. Whereas, yeah, like you recently, I've been rocking pearl snaps like every other time I go out, if they're clean. Yeah. <laughs> Alejandra's very stoner. No, there, no, I feel like, no, the word for me, and uh, I think is very on point, is comfortable. Yeah, I was about yes. to say, he, he's never not comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, I should take a picture of what I'm wearing. I'm wearing, I'm wearing pajamas. <laughs> Which I absolutely yeah. love this, this look. No, right you now. look uh, extremely comfortable. I had, right to, I, I had to come in and tell you earlier that it was just, it was beautiful. Yeah, it's comfortable. I love thank it. You, thank you. Um, and then I have, like, this fucking hoodie on this. So I'm wearing, like, this oh, I fluffy... I need like, I need one of those hoodie. Where did you type get? Of well, hold on. I'm entirely jealous. Take, take a picture. I'm it's got fucking ears right and now. shit. Yeah, here, Brock will take a picture of me real quick. Yes, you'll see I this on the, on the Instagram post. probably. Yeah. Uh, um, I do want to say right now because your buns up. Oh yeah, you're looking a little uh, little KKK right oh, there. Man. <laughs> 
Well, well, he's, got, he's got the ears, so it's like it's like yeah, a it's like a happy yeah. KKK. It's, it's like, yeah. hey, we're gonna murder you. He's like, hey, we hate black people, but in a, in a fun way. You know, but have yeah. a coke. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, have a coke. Um, yeah, no, I I love that jacket. Uh, thank you. It's uh, yeah, my stepmom got it for me, and she got like all of us like the same like pants. You tell her to get me one and everything. I've never been able to find. I think Target. I think Target. So we'll just Target. tell her to buy me one. Exactly. You're right. I'll tell her. Um, we can Venmo back. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's like a hoodie fucking like polar bear thing. It's got the ears and everything. I love it. No, that's one thing I'm very jealous of. Anytime we go out, you'll just show up in basketball shorts and a shirt. You're, you're, you're dude. Adam Sandler. Yeah, dude. I well, I love those fucking that. H&M like fucking cotton shorts that I wear all the time. Yes. Like they're the fucking best. Speaking like, of which, you will now have those back in your possession. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I got yes. those from you. <laughs> I just I have so many of them, so it's just like I'm just like, oh, what color do we have, and find a shirt that matches. But H and M is a great store to shop at. That's why I got that freaking like little fedora type deal that I have, however you want to call that. Yeah. When I'm feeling more hipster. No, no, because like like we were in Chicago. Noah was looking for something to wear for New Year's, so we were going around Express, like all these fucking kind of higher end stores, so to speak. And I was like, I. I don't do this. I was like, I'm just wearing jeans and a button up. Yeah, I agree with you. Going to like a Neiman Marcus, I'm just like, ah, yeah. now fuck this, man. It ain't, it ain't my style. I'll wear, I think the, the, so I dressed up for Brock's birthday because he said he would put out. He didn't. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if there was not so many people there, I would have yeah. got down on my knees. The the time, before, <laughs> I think the last time I dressed up before that was two years ago when my sister got married. So I don't, I'm not a person who likes to dress up. I, but it when does, I do, it I does, look. It does look damn. No, good. when I when I do dress up, I look good as fuck because you know I'm hot. So imagine if you did that more often. Yeah, I don't. I don't care to. <laughs> and not, this is I, why you are who you are, and we love this. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable when I dress nice because people are looking at you because you're hot as fuck. Yeah, I don't like the attention. I don't even know what to yeah, say to that. Yeah, I don't you're like the co-host of a podcast. I don't, I don't like the spotlight ever. I got I got compliments because it's been a while since I've seen some of the people. It's been a while. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, with you know my haircut now and then a shaved face, I got compliments for that. I was living for every second of that. Like if I could have had twenty thousand compliments last night. Like, see, <laughs> I guess that's where we differ. You that's know? where we differ. Yeah, I it's hate a- I hate when anyone says anything nice about me because I, I growing up I, obviously I would get a lot of nice thing from my not never my brother but from everyone else. Uh, <laughs> But I would, I would get a lot of nice things, and I I was just like, I don't like this. Like I'd, I'd rather you make fun of me again. Say a joke about me. No, it's okay. We love you, Riley. Fuck off. We have a we have a podcast of introverts, and yes. then now Brock, our extrovert. Yeah. It'll be different, actually. Holy shit. We yeah. have an extrovert here. I know. Well, that's why I took on the original role for y'all that I did, because I was able to just walk yeah, up to you people at the bar. and You were our marketer. Oh, yeah. yeah. You would just tell people about our podcast. Yeah. I even tried to do that at the concert, and... I was told to go away, but you know, it happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, it's about time for us to wrap up. Uh, do you guys have anything else uh, to say before we wrap this up? Yes. Next time Turnpike announces a uh, fucking show, I am pleading with the American public, stop buying tickets so goddamn fast because I would love to go see Turnpike. So quit being pieces of shit and so selfish. 
there's people like me out there that want to go see them. Stop buying six tickets. Buy two. I'm You're guaranteeing that someone had an auto clicker on for that. You know, yeah, people yeah, had. Like, yeah, you had to have like had a program running that like at this time, my mouse will automatically click the buy ticket button. Please just stop being a dick. Buy two tickets. Go with your significant other or your buddy, and let someone like me get tickets. All right. And here's where you insert in the arms of an angel. <laughs> um, Brock, any final words? Uh, no, I, I got no saved rounds. No, I'm, I'm happy with everything that's been said. We all thank you all very much for listening. This has been episode number 28 of Rest on Top. Um, if you would like to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, check out our playlist on Apple Music or on Spotify. Links to all that can be found in the description below, as well as on riffsontap.com. You can find links to all the socials. You can find the radio station, you know, where to listen to us on other platforms and such. But if you like what you heard, please share us with a friend. It really does help, a lot, help out a lot uh, by word of mouth. Uh, but we want to thank you guys once again for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.